Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Past, the podcast about those who would never rule. I'm Veronica Fortune, and this week's episode is Prince Sado, Part 2. Welcome back. Last week ended on a poor note, as will this week. I'm sorry, history isn't usually pretty, and this is very real. You'll remember that we ended last week with Prince Sado promising not to kill anyone else, which sounds great, until you learn that he lied. Or, at least, in the long run, he couldn't control himself. This week, though, we start out with a wedding, which... Theory could be happy news. As I discussed last week, King Yongjo's queen had died. After observing a proper mourning period, it was time for him to find a new wife. Due to a complicated rule his father put in place, he couldn't elevate any of his noble consorts to queen, so a new woman needed to be found. Much like his son's first marriage, the court ordered eligible women to be presented. The king selected Jong Sun, who was 13. Yes, she was 10 years younger than Prince Sado. The couple wouldn't have any children. It appears that the very young queen might have been infertile. There are no records of any pregnancies between the two of them. So, Sado had lost his adoptive mother and grandmother, and his father had married a teenager. Plus, his mental health was a mess. This isn't a good setup. Oddly, he didn't have any problems with his father marrying again. He managed to perform his filial duties to both his father and new stepmother. He was also an attentive father, at least to his oldest surviving son, Zhangzhou. I want to make sure to share that he wasn't all bad. He was also close to his sisters. His wife wrote that even when he was incredibly unwell, he was able to control his behavior towards them most of the time. Throughout this period, Sato was also overspending. He exceeded his allowance regularly and basically stole funds from the palace's general account. His reign as regent was not going to impress anyone. To be fair, part of the reason he was struggling with funds was his clothing phobia. He needed up to 30 outfits laid out for him each morning and still struggled to get dressed. He'd often burn the outfits he didn't like. And yes, he did kill people over his clothing issues. King Yongjo fell ill at the start of 1759. While he was unwell, he was afraid for what would happen if he died. It was very clear that Sado was in no position to rule due to his mental health. 
Yongzhou did recover, but his illness showed him how bad things were. After his recovery in late March 1759, Yongzhou appointed Zhongzhou the Grand Heir. Grand Heir is the designation for the son of the crown prince if the crown prince is the son of the king. In Korea, a crown prince can be someone who isn't the son of the king. Looking at a family we've seen before, this would be like Edward VIII of England appointing Albert Frederick Arthur George the crown prince instead of just heir presumptive. In the Korean royal family, the crown prince is just the next person who's eligible to be king, should the king die. Unlike in, say, France and England, where the Dauphin or the Prince of Wales are always people that cannot be displaced by anything other than their own death. And of course, there isn't anything equivalent to grand heir in European courts. At least I don't think so. I mean, Le Petit Dauphin, but that's not an actual legal title. It was just a nickname. I will come to that at some point in the future. Zhongzhou being appointed grand heir pleased both his parents and his grandfather greatly. And as I've mentioned, Zhongzhou will grow to be a great king, even if his reign isn't that long. Prince Sato was proud of his son's appointment. In his wife's book, both of them were just overjoyed by it. In 1760, Sado's symptoms became worse. He was more violent, and his clothing phobia wasn't getting better. He was burning a lot of clothes. He was also hallucinating regularly. Yongzhou criticized his son more harshly as his illness became worse. The king even called Sado's tutors to a formal audience on the prince's birthday to dress his son down. What a great birthday present. Sado had a particularly violent outburst in response. He yelled at his own children, who were all under 10, and kicked them out of his rooms. This was also the first time his biological mother saw his illness in person. She had, of course, heard rumors. She was completely appalled. That same year, Prince Sado threatened his sister, Princess Wanwan, with a sword. Sato had always expected Huan Wan to help him with his father, but this year he became even more demanding towards her. He resented her because she was their father's favorite. In addition to threatening her, he tried to ban her from returning to her own residence. The sword incident occurred after he got her to convince their father to move. Sato wanted Yongjo gone to a different part of the palace so he could play more war games. His sister managed it and he still raised a sword to her. This threat to his sister was the first time that I can find that he actually threatened a family member. Previously, it had just been eunuchs and court ladies and general servants. Not to suggest that threatening or hurting or killing those people is okay, but from a mental health perspective, this stepping up to threatening your intimates and members of your family is a huge deal. And we'll see this continue to get worse. Sado was given permission by his father to travel. His sister helped him with this after the sword incident. Around this time, he assaulted his wife, throwing a game board at her. She actually hid from court while the injury healed. This shows a slow ramping up of his issues. Amazingly, Sado's trip went better than anyone could have expected. At the palace, it was calm, and Sado was a bit bored on his trip. 
When he returned, though, he wanted to leave again. His father and wife were able to convince him not to. He was angered, though, because his father was spending quality time with his son. Sado had always wanted his father's affection, and seeing his father be so kind to his son deeply hurt him. Sado was spending his free time playing war games and riding his horse. Remember, he was meant to be regent. He needed to actually pay attention to ruling. When he grew bored of this, he left the palace and attacked people. During a moment of anger while he was in the palace, he beat his second junior consort to death. Nero much? The pair had two young children. After this act, Sado left the palace. Hye Gyeong even had to arrange the young woman's funeral. Sado didn't even respond when he returned. Not long after, he snuck out to travel to Pyongyang. His wife and his servants hid his trip from everyone else in the palace. His earlier trips hadn't helped, but his trip to Pyongyang seemed to have calmed him. He was able to visit his father a month later without incident. Sadly, it wouldn't last. Sado became unwell in late March 1761. His wife actually writes in her memoirs that she wished he would have died of this illness. It took him five months to recover. Around this time, his father found out about his trip to Pyongyang and got upset at his son, though the king managed to not yell at him about this. Sado's health, both physically and mentally, was bad, but in 1761, he helped select his oldest son's future wife. The future queen, Hyoi, was only nine. Zhongzhou was nine as well, so much like Sado and Heigyang, a rather young couple. Sado, despite his health, was kind and supportive of his new daughter-in-law. The feeling was apparently mutual. As far as I can tell, when Sado was mentally well, he was a charming, thoughtful, intelligent man. Not long after the young woman was selected, they both, her and Zhongzhou, came down with smallpox. Yet again, let me mention how amazing vaccines are. Thankfully, the young couple recovered. His son's recovery seemed to help, at least momentarily, Sato's mental health. The couple were officially married in early March 1762. Surprisingly, while his son was sick with smallpox, Sato was able to control his emotions. But at the final selection of his son's bride, Sato actually struggled to get ready for that day. Yet again, remember his clothing phobia. His father was judgmental towards his choices in clothing, but actually managed to avoid yelling at him. Both father and son, as in the king and Sato, managed to make it through everything at least half well. In addition to Yang Zhou's distress over his son's illness, Sado's father-in-law and his wife were greatly distressed. It's important to remember that Prince Zhang Zhou needed to be protected if he were ever to have a chance to rule. A child can be judged by their parents' behaviors and downfall. And Sado's behaviors were deeply troubling, and he was about to have a horrible downfall. In early 1762, Sado's symptoms flared up. He ordered his servants to do things that upset his wife so much that she didn't write it down. Apparently, his servants actually yelled at him. With this, Sato started drinking. He started holding parties and reading between the lines, I don't think these were parties that most of us would want to go to. It seems as though while partying, he was also preparing to die. 
he had placed funeral items around his rooms. People who were at his parties often slept on the floor after the parties were over. It was in general a bad look. He invited fortune tellers to his room, and when they told him things he didn't like, he killed them. He was also still killing his servants, and he was even killing his doctors. Now, throughout Lady Hyegyung's memoirs, she talks about conspiracies to bring down Sado, and she says these conspiracies were not true. So it's important to remember that in this next part. While these conspiracies likely weren't true, there were a few people outside of the royal family who were involved in Sado's downfall. The incident is a bit complicated. One of the king's ministers, Shin Man, returned to the palace. He had been away for a while. Shin Man and the king, well, they gossiped about Sado. This led to Sado's mental health declining further. Remember, people are talking about him behind his back. And after this message, you'll hear more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. With his anger turned up, a palace official, Na Kyung An, encouraged by his brother, Na Song An, you can hear those generational names there, sent a list of charges that Sado was guilty of to his father. Sado then brought Na Kyung An into the courtyard of his area of the palace to interrogate him. Na Kyung An was executed by the king, and Sado also interrogated his brother, Na Song An. Sado then threatened to kill Shin Man's son, who was actually his own brother-in-law. It's a very complicated bit of history. Sado expected to be punished for the things that the Na brothers had brought up, but he was still able to do things around the palace. His mother, though, had noticed his actions. This is when Sado's behavior became somehow more problematic. He attempted to sneak into the area of the palace his father lived, with this, his mother approached his father to properly deal with their son. There is an implication that he was actually trying to assassinate the king. His behavior was out of control. 
His wife, Lady Hyegyang, actually considered taking her own life due to how much of a struggle it was. She wrote in her memoirs that the only thing that stopped her was her son. His own mother, the biological one I've mentioned a few times. Being unable to help him and seeing how poorly things were going may have encouraged King Yongjo to find a way to execute Sado. On the 3rd or 4th of July, 1762, Crown Prince Sado was ordered into a rice box. Now this is the part of the story you may have heard of before this episode. What you may not know is that his wife actually tried to kill herself on this day. She was only stopped because there were people around her who took the knife out of her hand. Her son, their shared son, pleaded with his grandfather for his father's life. Sado wasn't as lucky. His father knew what he was doing. King Yongjo couldn't command the execution of his son in a traditional way. Had he done that, he would have been required to order the execution of his daughter-in-law, grandson, the grand heir, Zhangzhou, and his granddaughters, or he would have been forced to exile them. Either way, it would have been really bad for the future of his dynasty. I can tell you, July in Korea is rather humid and hot. You often find that you're constantly thirsty and you're sweating and you never cool down. Being stuck in a small box would be torture, and that might have been part of the goal. Young Jo didn't expect his son to survive this trial. Sado was placed in the box to die. This doesn't mean that Sado just gave up. He was recorded begging for his life. His son, again, begged for his life. This was obviously a disaster for Sado, since he was dying in a box. But it was also rather bad for his wife, his consorts, and his sons, especially his eldest son, Zhangjo. While King Yongjo didn't execute his son legally, he did have to strip him of his royal titles. This meant that his wife and children and consorts were stripped of their titles and were forced to leave the palace grounds. Lady Haegyeong and her children returned to her father's house. Eight days later, on the 12th of July, 1762, Crown Prince Sado died. That same day, he was re-elevated to Crown Prince, and his family returned to the palace, since they were royalty again. Being the son of a person who was seen as, and probably was insane, would shadow Zhongzhou's reign. There was one thing his grandfather could do to help his grandson, and now heir. Zhongzhou was adopted by his uncle. Wait, you say? Sado was King Yongzhou's only surviving son. True, you, you are right. Yongzhou's only other son, his first son, Yi Heng, had died in December of 1728, almost 34 years earlier. So, the very deceased Yi Heng posthumously adopted his nephew, Zhongzhou. This is like the Roman practice of adoption on steroids. By removing Sado as Zhongzhou's legal father, the king was hoping to protect his heir. Of course, there is a bit more to this story, and patrons will hear all about it. Remember, this also separates Zhongzhou legally from his mother. While it sounds like King Yongzhou was a horrible father, okay, honestly, he probably was, he did grieve greatly for his son. He was heartbroken with what he had to do. He took his grandson and moved him to the main palace after asking his daughter-in-law for permission. 
Do remember, at this point, Zhang Zhou wasn't a baby. He was almost 10. But it still deeply upset mother and son. Yang Zhou, upon posthumously restoring his son, gave him the title Sado, the name we've used throughout this episode. It means thinking of with great sorrow. Sado's story, of course, doesn't completely end with his death. In 1776, Zhang Zhou requested his grandfather, King Yang Zhou, erase the official records of Sado's death and the circumstances surrounding it. The king agreed. Due to the time and the records being erased, newer members of the court and various members of factions began spreading rumors that Sado hadn't been insane and that his father had been tricked. These rumors were likely started to destabilize the transition from Yangzhou to Zhangzhou. Zhangzhou became king on the 23rd of April, 1776, when his grandfather died, but he had been crowned on the 10th of March that year. When Zhangzhou became king, he was aware of the actual reason for his father's execution. He had been in the palace at the time. He wasn't an idiot. Despite this, he declared once he was king that Sado was his father, and he also changed Sado's posthumous name. Zhangzhou's reign did start out a bit messy. Once he became king, he had one of his step-grandmothers, Sugui, also known as Lady Moon, executed. In his defense, she had tried to get him removed from the succession. Sado had other children, six others who survived him. I can't find details about all of them, of course. Who writes about daughters anyways, right? His oldest daughter, Princess Chongyang, lived well into her 60s and had three surviving children. Sadly, she had six children die in infancy. His second daughter lived into her 40s, but I can't find much else about her. Sado's next son, Yi Ying, was exiled to Guangwan Island by Yongzhou. He did marry, though, and had multiple children. He was executed due to his conversion to Catholicism, or at least that was the story. Prince Yi Jin was exiled to Jeju, which is an amazing place to live when you choose to live there, but I don't think it would be a nice place to be exiled to. He was also exiled by his grandfather. Yi Jin died young at only 17. Sado's youngest daughter was the longest lived of all of his children at 77. His youngest son, Prince Yi Chan, was executed at 26 for treason. And patrons, you will hear more about a lot of these people in Lady Hye Gyeong's episode. Oddly, the final chapter of Sado's life happened in 1899, 137 years after his death. Prince Sado and Lady Hyegyang were posthumously elevated to emperor as Emperor Yangzhou and Empress Hyeongyang. So, my analysis of this. I do get the feeling from reading Lady Hyegyang's memoirs that King Yangzhou may have been a super bad father, but she was trying to avoid saying so throughout. She wanted to be a filial daughter-in-law, and that was her job in life to have children and to support her and her husband's family. But he really sounds like a mean dad. He was rather rough on his son, and he might have been a great king, but he really was a rubbish father. Yongzhou even suggested that his son was responsible for droughts, storms, and just in general for things going wrong. None of this is to suggest that he is culpable for the things that his son did, 
parents can contribute to mental health issues, but sados were likely something clinical, possibly genetic, or possibly disease-driven. There's a lot of new research into that, which obviously we can't diagnose people who are long dead. Lady Hyegyeong does blame the king for Sado's issues, even though she tries not to. In her own writing, she states that Sado had been showing symptoms since he was nine. So while his dad was a pretty bad dad, Sado's illness was likely something he was born with. I guess the important question is, well, would Sado have been a better king than the king who ruled instead of him? I think we all know the answer. No, he wouldn't have. His mental health was not well, and he would have been a cruel and despotic king. This was darker than anything, say, Henry VI of England did, or even Charles VI of France. Sado's son actually becomes known as Zhongzhou the Great. So comparing father to son is almost unfair. Something you may not know about Korean history, many younger sons of kings or heirs were sent to islands in exile. The problem with doing this with Prince Sato is that he was violent and banishing him meant banishing his family. By choosing the rice box as Sato's execution, Yongjo was able to protect Sato's family, and Sato's sons were his only heirs. Quick shout out, as always, to Phil. In addition to editing my scripts and listening to all episodes after I've edited them, he also leaves me funny little notes in the margins. For these episodes, his notes were bad dad throughout, and I can't disagree with him. After these last few really tough episodes, I'm looking forward to doing some episodes about people who just happened to die before a distant cousin. Patrons, your special episode will be out on Sunday. And to everyone else, I'll see you next week where you'll learn a bit about the cadet branches of the Valois family tree before going all the way back to the Capetians to figure out who should rule next. It's a bit messy. I'd also like to welcome my newest patron, Courtney. Patrons get special rewards for joining. You can check us out at patreon.com forward slash pod. Give it a look and join the discussion. I will see you all very soon. Thank you for listening to Past. I can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PastPod. That's P-A-S-S-E-D-P-O-D. Please feel free to email me at pastpod at gmail.com. I have a Patreon that can be found at patreon.com forward slash pastpod. <laughs>